Welcome back to another episode of Alchemy for Everyday Living. I'm Donnie Grisano. And I'm Kathy Gabowski. And we're here today to um, share another podcast and or video. I guess we're doing both today. Yes, we are. On how to escape attack thoughts in uh, everyday world. This is, I believe, day... 29 or 30 of the uh, coronavirus. So we've been in shelter in place now for about a month. So uh, I, I know I personally have had a, a lot of attack thoughts. <laughs> so what does that look like for you? It looks for those like who don't understand what a, an attack thought is or, or what that belief is. Well, it's, uh, it's really thoughts based on uh, fear, you know, that, uh, oh my God, this world is like coming to an end, you know, with the, uh, the, the virus and then the crazy weather patterns and, you know, things like that, you know, that, uh, you know, the world's never going to be a se the, the same again. Plus then there's also, well, you know, how come this wasn't, you know, taken care of sooner? Why didn't people know this? You know, so there's a lot of stuff like blaming, uh, you know, kind of uh, looking for, you know, pointing fingers, you know, to make kind of sense out of this, uh, you know, trying time. Yeah, I think I think that's I hear a lot of that. I see a lot of that. Um, I think essentially people are they need something to focus on. And I think in a lot of cases, you know, if you have an undisciplined mind or you have been in a repetitious way of thinking, you could be addicted to drama. You could be addicted to the thought that there has to be someone to blame. I mean, once you find that person to blame, even if hypothetically you do find that exact one person that you're hoping will take all the blame, I mean, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't change your life. You know, for me, it's like I used to really live in that place of, well, you know, there, there's someone to blame for everything that's going wrong. And I had to focus on all the things that were wrong, but I never had any evolution as a result of it. It's not like I lived in the solution or that I felt any more peaceful. And I think at this time, what a lot of listeners and people are looking for is a way to find peace, but they don't know how because they're so used to looking for chaos. That's correct. So sometimes, you know, uh-oh, it says my internet is unstable. Well, you look good from this end. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's some instability going on here. There's, you know? there's instability. So, right. So it's important to kind of like uh, try, I guess, for, you know, uh, sanity's sake, you know, to, to kind of like go from, you know, looking at the world as a vengeful, you know, world and changing your perception, you know, internally, you know, to help, you know, kind of like uh, you navigate, you know, through this, uh, you know, continuing days of, you know, shelter in place, you know, because, uh, you know, it's a, uh, for me, it's been, you know, a little uh, trying and uh, uncomfortable, you know, to sit with me, myself, you know, and not, you know, go off on these, uh, you know, 
spiritual, uh, you know, down spirals. Yeah, it's, it's challenging. I think it takes a lot of um, being present, being in the moment, and really monitoring your thoughts, you know, because we can just, we can run rampant with those thoughts. You know, I've, I've seen people, I've experienced people in, in both my, my personal life on my Facebook, that they're, they're just obsessed with this idea of finding a conspiracy. Uh, they're obsessed with the idea that uh, something has to be going wrong and that the world is crumbling. You know, I guess that you can, you can perceive the world that way, but at the end, you have to always ask yourself, how does this serve me? When you talk about spiraling down spiritually, it's easy to do that, but in the long run, it just takes a lot of energy. It's exhausting and it leaves you nowhere. So holding intention is super important. You know, you hear people all the time say, well, I didn't intend to do this and I didn't intend to do that. And I think a lot of times that's where the problem lies is that there was no intention at all. This is a wonderful time during this quarantine for us to really start practicing what we intend. You know, I wake up in the morning and I intend to live my life to the fullest. I intend to get up, shower and live life as fully whatever that looks like within you know the the walls of my home as i possibly yes but during the uh the the times where you know uh you're feeling you know kind of like low and depleted uh you know what are some things that you do to kind of like help your yourself get out of that well, I think the first thing is, is acknowledging what, what thought patterns actually caused it. Because I think the first thing that most people their go-to is, oh, I ended up feeling really bad. What can I eat? Oh, I ended up feeling really bad. What can I watch? People don't stop to think about how they ended up feeling bad. In fact, most people don't even want to take responsibility. They say, well, I can't help it. It just happened. Well, no, in fact, it didn't just happen. There was a series of thoughts and actions that occurred that brought you to a place of darkness or a place of emptiness or anger or despair. Now, of course, you know, there's no one to, it's not about like blaming yourself and feeling guilty about it. It's just about acknowledgement and recognizing that you do in fact have the power to change your perception and how you choose to move forward. But just taking an action like feeding, um, watching TV or doing something else rather than acknowledging what caused it really won't stop it and it really won't heal it. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's very true. So I know for me that I have to kind of shift my, my, my thought system to a much more positive, you know, kind of like self-talk, which uh, is, you know, easier said than done. You know, this idea is like, you know, sometimes I feel like trapped, you know, in the world that I see and I'm like, I can't get out of my own way to, you know, cause something to change. Mm. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because it's interesting. You said you can't help but get caught up in the world that you see. Now, anybody out there who is a student of the Course in Miracles, and even if you're not a student of the Course in Miracles, what the Course says is that we can look through the eyes of spirit, or we can look through the eyes of ego, or we can come from a place of love, or we can come from a place of fear. It's a simple equation, right? So when I say, when I'm looking out in the world, this is what I see. It's kind of like if somebody said to you, name everything in the room that you're in right now that's green. And if you look around, you'll find everything that's green. 
However, there's probably a whole bunch of things in that room that are brown that you haven't perceived because it's not where your thoughts or intentions were held, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's the same thing now. It's like when we say what I see in the world is horrible, it's horrific. Yeah, there, there is a reality in that there are things that are really horrible right now. But there's another reality where there's some really wonderful, heartwarming things. I mean, I spend some of my nights on Facebook flipping through crying in tears of joy because some of the wonderful things that people mm -hmm. are doing to help lift others up. I, I'm watching people take time to sing for free, to talk for free, to do things right. that they're natural gifts and to share with other human beings. Um, it's, it's really, there is an opportunity to see beauty. Um, and of course, there's an opportunity to see what's failing. Yes, that's true. So I just want to be able to, and I, I guess, uh, you know, along those lines, you know, of you, you know, saying about changing your, your uh, perception, you know, going through and looking at all the positive, wonderful things. And there are, there's such wonderful things happening and people are really stepping up to the plate you know, in this time of uh, crisis, which kind of restores my uh, faith in uh, humanity, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. But, you know, it's not necessarily those, you know, it's just that, that, that nagging, you know, kind of like uncomfortability, you know, I can't describe it any, any other way. It's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a, a little nagging uncomfortability that I have difficult time um, addressing and really finding out where it's coming from because everything, you know, that, that, that you said, you know, I kind of like know somewhere, but I'm having, I guess, a disconnect between knowing it and uh, living it. Well, I think you just said the, the key phrase, it's when we're living it. You know, a lot of times, most of us spend a whole bunch of time in our heads. And, you know, the head is a, a terrible place to spend time in. When we spend time in theory, we theorize the idea of living in love. We theorize the idea, you know, you said about having faith in humanity or, or having that restored. I think the real restoration of that faith is when we proceed in a certain way. What are my actions today? that brings faith to somebody else that there is still a humanity. You know, it's like we can get really caught up in looking for it on Facebook and waiting for somebody else to show up and to do something kind and loving. But for right. me, it's in our own actions. It's in our own living with our own alignment of truth. So when we're doing that, I think just it's a natural thing. It's like an osmosis. It just evolves. It's not literally something that you can just think into place. It's something that you think, feel, and then act. Right. So, you know, while, while I've been uh, having this time, I've been uh, perusing your, your wonderful uh, book, Paving the Road to Inspire Empowerment. And, uh, you know, the storm hasn't passed. That's one of your uh, readings and your, your assignments. And it really talks basically about what, what you just said, you know, is that, you know, thinking that you're out of it, but you're still, you know, in it. But, you know, there's things that, you know, you can do, uh, you know, that um, to, to help you along. 
you know, kind of like writing down in, in a journal, right? Yeah. Some, some of it's discipline. There's like simple action steps that we can all take. You know, I, I often ask people, especially when I'm coaching with them, is what are the first things that you do in the morning? And I know a lot of people that I've coached, their first answer is I pick up my phone, I look for messages and see what's in the news. Now, when you think about how you're cultivating the rest of your day based on that very first action, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, people spend most of their time reviewing what went wrong rather than what they did differently and what went right. You know, this is a wonderful time for us to stop and to really take the time to look at where we're able to change, where we're able to make and take new actions. And it's not about perfecting it. We're not going to be evolved people in one day. But if I take one new action today and then I write it down at the end of the night to remind myself that I took that action, I think that's very empowering. Yes, it is. Well, that's what this, uh, this, um, little paragraph from your book says it says you want me to read it sure read it all right it says the beauty of having gone through anything difficult is that it gives us an idea of the lay of the land so to speak we have been here and it is familiar perhaps we are here again because last time we took some wrong turns Sometimes this is the way we learn, by taking a risk and trying out new approaches. This is not the time to get caught up in, oh, I screwed up, poor me. Mm. That's, uh, that's what I was trying to convey, you know, before, you know, is that, yeah, we've faced, uh, you know, challenges before, you know, but, you know, you, you talked about looking outside of yourself of, uh, you know, looking to, uh, you know, the food, you know, and, uh, that's very true. You know, um, all those, uh, like, uh, memes and stuff on Facebook, you know, that have to do with, you know, the food and everything, you know, they wouldn't exist if there wasn't some truth to them. Sure. You know, so let me finish reading that will not get out of where you are. When you last time you grew up by beating yourself up instead, reflect on what you have been through, what worked, what didn't work, what your part is and whether you cleared up the side of the road. Take that experience and knowledge to move forward through whatever coming next. It's a gift and a tool. So that's what we have to look at this more as a, um, a learning experiences of what you just said, you know, mm -hmm. and you're, and you're right. It's, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, the, 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 the rich, you know, the poor, everybody, you see so many people like stepping up to the plate and doing such wonderful things, you know, that, you know, uh, it's just amazing, which I don't think we would have had, had we not experienced this. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in this. And at the end, people will look back and see, and, and they'll, they'll see whether or not that they, they seized that opportunity. They took that opportunity to kind of dive a little bit deeper. You know, for some people, for the first time in their lives, they're being forced to really look at places they've never looked before because there's nothing else to do. So you're either going to eat yourself to death or at some point you're going to stop and say, what the hell am I running from? Right. What, is, right. what is emptiness? What is my discomfort? Why am I so uncomfortable in silence or 
um, in not having things to distract me. Mm -hmm. It is an opportunity, but just because it's an opportunity, just because we're growing doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Right, right. Yes. But I say, you know, I look at uh, Ellen DeGeneres, you know, she's uh, in quarantine, uh, you know, from her uh, house and I look at it, it's like all woods, big glass windows, everything. I said, I could stay in quarantine too if I was her. <laughs> you know, she, she got a lot, of, a lot of shit for saying that she felt like she was in prison. You know, I feel bad because I think at this point, celebrities can't win or lose. I mean, right. they, what they do, there's, there's, they're, they're going to lose no matter what, actually, is what, what my point is. Because if she said that she was so fortunate, people would have been like, yeah, aren't you lucky? And if she said she wasn't fortunate because she feels captured, then people were angry about that. The reality is, is no matter where you are, if you're there too long and that's not your natural place to want to be, if you're more of an extrovert and you want to be around people, I don't care if you've got 10,000 square feet to live in. It's going to still feel very lonely. So I get right. what she's saying. And of course, people take it out of context because they need something to focus on and they mm -hmm. need something to be angry about. Right, absolutely. I mean, honestly, who really cares? I don't really care where she lives or how she lives. I get the fact that she feels imprisoned. Mm -hmm. Okay, we all feel like that at some point. Right, right, absolutely. Isn't that funny? Something that could have totally been relatable and it turns into a drama? Yeah. Well, I think people look for that, you know? They kind of like look to point, you know, fingers and stuff and say, oh, you know, what does she mean by that? you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's a distraction. It's another one of those distractions mm -hmm. that are really, at the end of the day, not that important. I mean, Absolutely. where Ellen lives is not affecting where you and I live. It's not affecting our lives and it's not changing how we live our lives. So who cares? Right. Very true. So what is going to be uh, the uh, rest of the uh, time for you now? The rest of the time that I'm home? Yes. Well, I have goals. Tell us about your, uh, your uh, online uh, readings. So, well, I'm going to spend, I've been spending a lot of time doing readings for people. I am scheduling uh, Zoom sessions because I can still work with people online, of course. But uh, I'm, I'm spending my time doing some work like that from home. But I'm also spending this time to really uh, grow. You know, it's an opportunity for me to grow too. It's I, I, I schedule my day out. Like I said, you know, there's time where I meditate and there's a uh, time where I'm doing research and I'm reading and I'm honing in on my own skills and I'm, I'm planning, not projecting, but planning for the future. I think it's important to have ideas in place on what I want to do. And sometimes I plan for the next day, you know, something as simple as planning what my healthier meal is going to be tomorrow versus, you know, just go rolling with the punches the following day and ending up eating something right. that I'll so that, yeah. that's where I'm at. And that's what I suggest the people who are listening to us, you know, just take some time, make some plans for yourself, do some soul searching and give yourself a break. I mean, times can be rough enough without you beating yourself up. Well, those are great words to, uh, you know, hold true and live by, you know, and uh, I'm so glad that, you know, I have you, you know, to uh, bounce things off of because you know your uh, insight is pretty uh, remarkable likewise my friend 